smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello and welcome to mint i am nasreen sultana you are listening to all things markets where i speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets Indian companies are racing to adapt environmental, social and governance or ESG norms on rising pressure from investors and regulators. Wave of ESG focused funds have hit India too with domestic ESG funds AUM or asset under management at rupees 9800 crore in FY21 with 7 of 10 such funds launching post June last year. So our companies that have missed opportunities due to lack of ESG norms are now catching up quickly has the pandemic also added urgency for companies to become ESG compliant to attract investors to discuss that i'm joined by sambitosh mohapatra leader ESG energy utilities and resources pwc india hi sambitosh welcome to the show hi nashreen So, Samitosh, as we speak, uh, there's a lot of conversation around uh, the ESG, spell, you know, focus funds. Companies getting more compliant towards ESG, and there's a general consciousness among companies to become ESG compliant. Now, I understand we are just passing through a pandemic, but do you think that in the last one year, companies, especially the large listed ones, have fastened their pace to be ESG compliant? So, thanks, Nasreen, for having me over. um quite an interesting topic to discuss but let me start by saying that the focus on sustainability and elements around esg was always there right and across not only the large listed companies that you refer to but even in private uh, mncs uh, be it unicorns or family owned businesses so so this as a focus area was always there um it was differentiated in maturity uh, maybe across geographies right and and i'm talking about not only india outside india also across certain sectors and where you are positioned in the value chain and i would also be candid to admit that uh, the focus was also differentiated across elements of environment social and governance to an extent so it was there uh, i i just wanted to put a baseline there um, what is also influenced the growth is that sometimes the access to technology or the regulations like carbon taxes or renewable purchase obligations or markets that is available in that country uh, be it the cdm market and access to finance also dictated the response of corporates to it um the regulations in the past have always been towards a bolt on kind of a strategy right so esg was never core to the organization's uh, uh, strategy so all that is now coming to bear because we believe that uh, the shareholder focus has now become more stakeholder focus the convergences uh, is driven by increased pressure from providers of capital as we call it um, so so yes the the pressure is there and i admit that the corporates are taking an exploratory approach i would still say they have not uh, they have started engaging in conversations around esg but it is still exploratory i would say other interesting thing is because um, the conversations have also been around uh, purpose right and why you are in business who you are as a company 
what's your impact on the world uh, so similarly how do you align your business model to the needs of the society uh, how do you report and what do you report um, how do you engage with people not only your own employees but your customers your communities that you are operating in so so these are set of questions which are never there right and the stakeholder ecosystem is also increased from a maybe as i said from a shareholder to a broader set of community employees vendors governments regulators customers so so therefore interesting times i would say anashree why do you think that companies have become conscious of this eha is it because there are funds uh, you know outside india which are looking and hunting for companies which are very very esg compliant or is it that there is a self consciousness or a waking up here as well in india because of the pandemic or because of the climate change so if i were to respond yes uh, financial investors and providers of wealth have hastened Uh, the esg consciousness as you rightly put it uh, but it is also to do with uh, the the some of the outcomes which have happened right so if you look at while past data may not be enough because we still believe that in the future it has to be a leap of faith and the data will not provide the kind of impact in the future we will have in terms of outcomes but we have honestly seen a differentiated and distinctive feature of companies which were very strong on esg and this was very clearly connected to the kind of ratings that they had the kind of valuations that they enjoyed in the market the license to operate that they had in developed economies uh, similarly the kind of access to varied and sustainable finance they had um and and of, of course the brand and market perception that they enjoyed in the market um, we have seen resilience in the supply chain during the pandemic for some of these companies which had planned well and i would say strongly esg linked uh, the kind of access to customers and the premium in terms of pricing that they dictated in the market um and even with the way they engaged with communities so if i were to look at the past decade there is an established uh what do i say outcomes which a strong esg company have derived and across stakeholders as i as i mentioned to you so therefore there is a very clear visible track record on how a strong esg company has differentiated and distinctively from a weak esg company what what i am seeing in the next 3 years i'll be very um, let me put it out into four trends that we will see right one is that we are seeing convergences where there is a lot of planning for integrating elements of climate social corporate governance into what they call it as a esg transformation so from a risk and value protection oriented approach to planning for a value creation and delivering positive social and environmental impact is one element which is where we are seeing convergences happening second there is also a respect for growing importance of broader stakeholders earlier you were only responsive to shareholders now they are accepting that there is a broader stakeholder group and what is material to them should be considered when making key business decisions um and as i was referring and the third element is about not to have a bolt on strategy which was in the past but to actually make esg the core strategy right to to develop so i would very candidly say that apart from esg and digital transformation would go hand in hand in, in designing a strategy today 
in terms of the business model and the fourth element is around the reporting what do you do as a reporting and how do you communicate that in india we just had sebi coming out with the brsr norms for the top 100 listed companies right in terms of market cap this year it is on voluntary basis but next year it will come in mandatorily so how do you report what all you do and how do you communicate that to the broader stakeholders become important so so yes i would say that these are the four trends that we are seeing and that will be the trend over the next 2 to 3 years mm right but you know samitosh in india uh so we don't have a standard esg reporting or a disclosure uh, uh, i know uh, what sebi guidelines is only about your sustainability and or that that of course uh, that's only for the 100 companies now and that next year it will the numbers will increase so without an esg standard uh, rating or benchmarking how the how do esg focus investors identify companies and uh, and what do you think what would be those bases i understand sustainability impact investing would be one but besides that besides the usual ones i i would uh, differ a little uh, in terms of saying that yes there is no standard esg rating and benchmark if you if you ask me candidly but there is there are global rating frameworks that are widely used and quite uh, prevalent across indian corporates right be it the djsi msci thomas reuters sustainalytics csr hub so these are lot of these frameworks and benchmark guidelines which are there and people do report on to them because lot of our companies do access markets outside india and they have to follow certain norms there similarly there is lot of information which is also available across these frameworks uh, and and they are engaged with corporates so be it the uh, sasb or the gri or the tcfd uh, cdp and all of that and we did have the sebi regulations on brr right for the 500 and now it will be for 1000 right. so people do have a view on what is expected out of them as they report and brsr uh, i'll be honest to admit it's a very very comprehensive framework which has been mm. put out by a market regulator so when Uh, these financial investors want to invest in a in a company in india today what they do is they do conduct due diligences right and and these are esg diligences that is happening and i believe they look at some of these um, what do i say corporate into in the three lenses that uh, as i understand uh, one is the very clearly and i'm saying about all these esg mutual funds or when you are making any investment in a corporate three three mm. filter three criteria i would say one is a filtration criteria more or less what companies to exclude what companies to include right so that becomes uh, literally based on your performance across various parameters uh, across different international frameworks i i do select certain companies the second is about the sector and themes there are there are these esg funds who are very clear on which are the sectors that they want to invest in and what themes they want to invest in going forward uh, which are more esg strong on esg and the third i would say is comparative sometimes what happens is yes i will have to invest in a suppose extractive or a mining industry but i will only invest within that ecosystem which is best in class or what is comparatively the better one uh so sometimes these three filtration criteria i would say are taken in when i am doing an esg due diligence before i make any investment there all last a few months all that we have been hearing is companies announcing a lot of uh, sus- you know sustainable 
are climate change related announcements like reducing your carbon footprints or reducing your carbon emission, all of that. The question is, do you think that social and corporate governance issues are getting sidelined while environmental issues are getting all the attentions by, by, the, by the company to become ESG relevant? Now, my question also comes from the from the uh, because we as an Indian, uh, India, we are we are not a developed country. What is a social norm for us may not be the same standard for the European countries. So how do investors actually weigh those? So, so, so as we discussed, when the investors uh, come in, they do have very clear frameworks uh, on ESNG. Yeah, but uh, is it is it uh, like suppose a European investor wants to identify companies in India, and uh, I understand the E part, E will always be same, but G also right. may be same, but S part, the social implication. Implication. Now, the, does the standard for social implication is same for European countries or European standard for India as well? Yeah, so, so the frameworks more or less outline that. What is important is that, let's understand that the, uh, so let's go back to India, right? So our ESG ecosystem is still evolving uh, and our corporates are still in the phase of explorations, right? Uh, we have seen action and a lot of debate happening on the environment side, like you rightly said, over the last two decades. Sometimes I feel it gets more limelight because in many situations, the E part of it requires substantial investments yeah. and has a gestation period, right? So, so suppose you want to move from energy sourcing, so where you are to a clean energy, it requires a significant investment. Suppose you want to change your water sourcing, suppose you want to recycle the plastics that you generate. So be it on products, be it on, uh, uh, be it on the uh, services, be it on technology, this requires a gestation period. So therefore, that gets the limelight. Let me be very candid. But even within E, some of the elements which have not got the limelight uh, have been muted up things like biodiversity or resource utilization, which is only getting accelerated. The, the, to the specific question on social issues, you are absolutely right. Social issues sometimes are not, not easily quantifiable or measurable. They're easy to identify. For example, human rights. Fair labor practices, living mm. conditions, health, safety, wellness, diversity, equity, work-life balance, empowerment, community engagement, philanthropy, voluntarism in your employees. So, so these are very clearly able to identify, but to set out a KPI in them and measure how you have moved the needle on each of them, sometimes is more internal to the company and not getting, even if there, there is a lot of initiatives internally, not getting reflected or communicated to a larger stakeholder. So I would sometimes say that they are reported maybe in the board meetings to the board uh, in a presentation, but it is not shared across the larger group of stakeholders, which yeah. today is becoming relevant. While on the E side, if somebody makes an announcement or an investment, you can easily see that, right? The, the whole renewable energy story or, or the EPR regulations on plastic or single-use plastic, you hear a lot of them in the newsprint. So I think that is passing uh, some of our uh, thing. And, and to be candid, it does depend, as you rightly said, on the geographies, where you are, the kind of investment it requires uh, to, to take decisions uh, on some of that. And therefore, E becomes more and more the the uh, the flavor I would center say. focus yeah yeah the center focus and I'll I'll be also candid on the governance side many of them have done excellent work 
right? So uh, most of the companies today would have a very clear policy around governance, and this would be around transparency, accountability, independence, ethical behavior. You will see that every company would have that. Uh, Anti-money laundering, uh, anti-bribery, all these policies are there. The, the question is, are these getting communicated to a larger set of stakeholders? I think that's where we need to move the needle. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, on that note, Samitosh, uh, thanks a lot for that deep dive conversation. I'm sure our listeners are I've got some sense about how the ESG investment works. Thanks a lot once again for giving your time. Thank you. Thank you, Nasreen. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.